0: All right, Scott Rockfile, back with another podcast review for you, going to talk about the 1987 film The Untouchables. You ever have some of those old movies that you just remember as being good, but you kind of take it for granted and you don't really remember them and, and you haven't watched them in 20 or 30 years? Yeah, this is one of those. As a kid, I watched the old Untouchables TV show, but in watching some of the making of stuff for this movie, they weren't concerned with the TV show at all. (laughs) Really, they weren't at all. Um, Brian De Palma directed it. It was produced by Art Linson, uh, written by David Mamet. You know, so the dialogue is incredible. It's got an incredible cast of Kevin Costner and Andy Garcia and uh, Robert De Niro, Charles Martin Smith. Um, Sean Connery, Sean Connery won the Academy Award for supporting actor for this movie. It got four Academy Award nominations, but it's one of those movies that I owned it on Blu-ray. Mm-hmm. I picked it up last year, the steelbook that came out for the 4k. Cause it, it's, it's really cool. It looks like an old, um, liquor bottle. The, the design is almost like a Jack Daniels bottle or something. It was a really good idea for a steelbook design. But it's not one of those movies I just go to, like, oh, yeah, I just I want to watch The Untouchables. I don't know. I remember it being good. I remember enjoying it. I remember a lot of the big scenes, like the big shootout with the baby carriage and stuff at the end. But I literally haven't watched it in decades. It just sits on my shelf. So I had this 4K edition. I'm trying to go through anything in my collection that I haven't watched so I could do podcast reviews. Right. And it just I had the time. It's only two hours long. I threw it in. I was blown away by it. I I will not sugarcoat this in any way, shape, or form. It is a fantastic movie, much better than I remembered it being. I probably took it for granted when I was younger. I mean, 1987, there was a lot of great movies at the time. A lot of good stuff coming out then. Everything from Lost Boys to Fright Night, stuff that were in my wheelhouse. Highlander, you know, it was a big time, that 85, 86, 87 period, for some really great movies that have stuck with me all my life. But Untouchables is one of those. I like everybody in it. I like who made it. I like, you know, watching it now. I sat down and you know, I'm going to watch this like I'm going to pretend like I've never seen it, even though I've seen it. I saw it in the theater back in the day. And I'm just going to, is this a good movie? Do I, is it one of those that I just accepted as, right? So I sit there. And as the credits are rolling, like the costumes are by Giorgio Armani. Really? They got Armani to do all the suits in the movie? It's a $25 million film, and at the time, that's a lot of money. Star Wars was made for about that. But it went on to gross over $100 million, four times its budget, so it was a huge success at the time. That it was nominated for four Academy Awards, that Sean Connery finally won one, all that and more. But watching it now, like dry, like didn't watch trailers, Didn't first of all, it's an amazing-looking 4K. Paramount's done an incredible job on the film, Um, it's got a little bit of film grain it's been restored from a 4K negative Um, it's got a Dolby Atmos soundtrack that's surprisingly good for a movie of its age so the 4K review is buy it immediately if it's one of your favorite films you will not find a better more filmic more originally organic looking theatrical print um, on 4K Blu-rays these days it is a 5 star transfer and I'd say 4.5 to 5 on the Dolby Atmos I was shocked at how good the surround sound sounded the music the music is so good, uh, Morricone, Ennio Morricone did the music, that I could tell the difference between the electronic stuff and the orchestral stuff. And there was one little chase scene in, towards the beginning of the movie that's very electronic compared to everything else's orchestra and horns and stuff. And it stuck out. It was so clear in the mix because I don't know. In years past, I've just not paid attention. The, it's a good score, and it's got a rousing score. There's things De Palma did to like make things um, more theatrical, turn a, a group of scenes into a montage, and put a swelling music under it, and have it be a round, uh, you know, a rousing raid on one of these liquor establishments. It, it really is where all there's a few movies in history where everything comes together and the movie comes out better than it should have. Like you've got a great director. You've got great actors. You've got great music. You've got a great script. You've got great dialogue. You've got a great cinematographer. So it should be a great movie, right? But this is a better than great movie. Like this should have been nominated for more Academy Awards. If you're not into thirties, if you're not into prohibition, if you're not into cop movies, it's still one of those movies. I talked about this with Dungeons and Dragons and a few other movies recently. There are movies these days like Barbie, like a Marvel movie that's made for a certain audience. It's made for somebody who's a fan of that thing. But it's not a mass appeal thing like the old Indiana Jones movies, uh, the old Star Wars movies, the old Lawrence of Arabia movies. Movies back in the day were made for everyone. We didn't have enough people buying and watching movies and going to the movies that we could get real specialized. But in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, we got more. And in the 21st century... There's so many entertainment options out there. You can literally scratch any itch you have as far as entertainment goes. So making a movie that's totally mass appeal that anybody from little Susie to grandma can enjoy this film. This is one of those movies. You don't have to know anything about cops, prohibition, any of that stuff. It's just guys trying to do the right thing. It's got comedy, it's got heartbreak, it's got sorrow, it's got happiness, it's got good patriotism, it's got, you know, and, and you got Robert De Niro just doing a wonderful job. He was, he was the first choice, but not the first guy that got the gig. And it turns out, it, it's a, he does an incredible performance. It, 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 he disappears as Al Capone. Um, I thought like Kevin Costner. This is a young Kevin Costner. He's just coming off some things, and they thought he'd be a great Elliot Ness. And to hear him talk about the movie, they they have some archival interviews with the characters when they were filming with the actors when they were filming the movie back in 1987 and how they're talking about things. He's a young actor and he's talking about the piece and how they're going to get these emotions out, whatever. And it's like, you know, it's nice to see them when they're not the jaded movie star later on, you know, 30 years down the road or whatever. But again, I'm blown away by how good this movie is. And I'm a Brian De Palma fan. I think he's made some great movies, and I think he's made some kind of trashy movies. But overall, most of his movies are pretty good. I think his Mission Impossible is the worst out of all the Mission Impossible movies, and it's still good. I thought some of the, the 80s stuff he did, like Dressed to Kill, I thought those were really good. And Body Double is one of my favorites from him, but that's getting onto the more trashy side. Um, this, everything came together. The director was at the height of his powers. The, or, the score, the actor, just everything. It's a lightning bolt, this movie. I watch a lot of movies and I'm not saying this is my favorite movie of all time. It's still not. But as far as like just a movie reviewer reviewing a movie, this is a perfect film. There are not very many of those. The, uh, um, like the Paddington movies, Paddington one and two are almost 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. They are perfect films. Anybody can watch a Paddington movie and enjoy it. Whether you like kids movies or not, it's just got good characters, good story, good effects, good everything. This is one of those movies that literally you could sit down with anybody in the family and everybody's going to get something out of it. Kids are going to like the action. You know, the the guys are going to like the action. Women are going to like the romance and how his wife supports Elliot Ness through all of this. And the story and the... Anyway, it's just a perfect film. And if you had asked me any time over the last 30 years, what did I think of this movie? It's a good movie with good actors and it was good. I don't watch it a lot, but... I found no flaw in it. Everything that's in it is supposed to be in there. When you watch some of the extras, it turns out that Brian De Palma kind of created some of this stuff on the fly. Reminded me of some of the stuff he did in Scarface, which is another one that I have, I've had for a while, that I haven't watched. But maybe I remember that one as being good, and it's better than I remember it. Because I do remember Scarface as being good. I remember this movie as being good, but not this good. I was literally blown away and ready to do this review as soon as it was over. I was like, this is... Why are people still talking about this movie? Well, it's about 1930s Prohibition about Elliot Ness, and a lot of people still tag it into that TV show that nobody remembers anymore. There was an Untouchables TV show that, I don't know, I enjoyed as a kid. I don't know how it is now. You don't see it in reruns. It's kind of old, I guess. But So there is a new 4K edition out there. If you haven't picked it up yet, I highly recommend it. If you haven't watched Untouchables since 1987 or any time since then, what a great film, just all-around
1: well-done film.
0: And Sean Connery is a blessing in it. Sean Connery in a lot of movies is Sean Connery, but he's a little different in this. And it fits, and he fits, and everybody else fits. Kevin Costner, perfect, as Elliot Ness at this stage in his career. How realistic this is to what actually happened, I don't know, and I don't care. Movies can take a little bit of creative license with me because I'm not watching it for a documentary. If I want to watch a documentary on Elliot Ness and the Untouchables, that'd be a different thing. This is a motion picture. While they should get most things right, I'm fine if they fudge a little things to make the movie more exciting. I can't imagine some of the things like that happened in the courtroom scene actually happened that way in reality. They had to make it a little more theatrical. Same thing with the shootout in the, uh, you know, with the carriage in the train station at the end. Did it really happen that way? Probably not. But, man, it makes for a great movie. All in all, top to bottom, there's nothing wrong with this film. The acting's good. Cinematography is good. The score is great. The direction is good. And it all comes out at the end. It leaves you with a positive thing. I mean, this is kind of a, you know, at the time, it was gritty violence. It's very bloody for the time. Nowadays, we've seen much worse. But at the time, they hired Brian De Palma because they wanted an edgier kind of film. And they got that. But by today's standards, it's not a very edgy film, but it is a classic. And it should be mentioned with all those other classics from the 50s, 60s, and 70s of this ilk that's just, it's perfect from top to bottom. There's really nothing wrong with it. I can't even say that maybe some of the side actors were just okay. Even um, Billy Drago, he plays one of the real bad guys in this, and he's kind of a side character. He did great. You know, he was hired to do exactly what he did, and he did it very, very well. He's a creepy bad guy. Anyway, kind of rambling on. Short's version is Untouchables is a is a quantified classic from 1987. It holds up today. You can watch it today, not have any problem with it. Kudos I, to Brian De Palma and everybody who made this movie. I can't believe that I don't remember it as being as good. I mean, I guess I've always remembered it being an Academy Award winning film, a good film, but it's a great film. Untouchables Available now on 4K and various streaming services. Do your best. I'm Scott Hamilton. I'm Rockfile. More of podcasts are on the way. Thank you for taking time out of your day to listen. Have a spectacular day.